Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the 12th Man Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed your week. In today's episode, we will be talking about the UEFA Champions League review. We will be talking about the first half of the first legs of the Champions League matches. Before listening to this episode, we would like for you to refer to our Instagram account at the 12th Man Podcast. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the 12th Man Podcast. I am your host today, Efren Perez, and I'm joined today on today's edition of the 12th Man Podcast by Henry. Hello, Henry. How are you? What's going on, man? And I'm also joined by Ruben. Hey, Ruben, what's going on? How you doing, guys? And we are also joined today by special guest, Michael. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Yeah, nice nice to have you back, man. Nice to have, you know, not all of us back, but, you know, it's great to have most of us back here today. And today we're going to talk about the UEFA Champions League review. As you guys know, Tuesday and Wednesday, the, fir- the first half of the first leg of the round of 16 matches happened. And the matches between Leipzig, Liverpool, Barcelona, PSG, Sevilla, Dortmund, Porto, and Juventus happened, and we are going to review them. Some exciting results, some disappointing results as well, but we're going to go straight into it. And the biggest topic of the UEFA Champions League is the thrashing of PSG versus Barcelona. Barcelona lost 4-1 to PSG at the camp now. A disappointing display from Barcelona. Uh, Messi scored in the 27th minute from the penalty, but after that, it was just steamroll for PSG. Mbappe scored a hat-trick this match with Moise Keane. Everton reject, scored the fourth goal, and it was just, that was it for Barcelona. The question I want to ask you guys is, and this is this is coming from a Barcelona fan, so this ain't going to be easy, but are Barcelona already out of the UEFA Champions League. Yes, 100%. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> Come on. They were, probably, they were probably out once they announced the, the, the tie. They were out. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, man, I definitely agree, man. Uh, I feel like uh, Barca just doesn't have the, the talent on the squad right now to compete against the PSG squad. PSG squad looks... Pretty stacked, like compared to to, to Marcos. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I mean, it was just very disappointing. I mean, Barca is no longer Barca, and they're at home. It, they don't mean nothing now. As of right now, they it's they don't mean anything. So, uh, I I honestly, I mean, you want to be optimistic as a as a fan of football, but honestly, there's no way they're coming back from that 4-1. They have to score 4-0 in order to win. And that is true. And the crazy part about it is PSG, they were, they came into this match without two of their key players. Di Maria and most importantly Neymar. And they still managed to beat Barcelona. And Barcelona had a fully fit squad. Uh, Gerard Pique came back from injury and he started the match. Debatable that one is. But, I mean, it was just very disappointing from Barcelona. A lot of Barcelona fans on social media are also saying that there could be a remontada part two. Do you think that's going to happen? 
They are delusional if they think that some shit like that's going to happen, man. What the hell are they thinking? Those are freaking Instagram fanboys that are thinking some crap like that, man. No, there ain't no remontada happening. I, I agree with what uh, with uh, what Ruben said, that Barca doesn't have the squad to compete, not just against PSG, but any elite club in Europe at the moment, man. They are they have, they have no... There are no competition to these elite clubs, and it's and it's been shown this season. Sevilla, Athletic Club Bilbao, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid. Uh, did I say Juve already? Juve, PSG. Come on, man! They've lost against all of them. So yeah, Barca is not, and like Michael said, it's not the Barca that it was, unfortunately. And I'm talking pre Luis Enrique. I'm talking about Guardiola era. They are not that anymore, you know. And it's sad to see such a decline, and it's sad to see that the the club has a. Uh, has has despreciado the best years of Messi. It's sad. Definitely. Anybody else? <laughs> hey man, I just wanted to say one thing, and it might be a little bit of a hot take. I think, uh, you know, we mentioned Neymar being out, and you know, arguably one of their better players. But to be honest, I feel like, uh, you know, when Neymar's out, I feel like PSG does a little better. I think uh, when you got both Neymar and Mbappe. I feel like the team kind of gravitates more towards Neymar and playing the ball through Neymar, even though he holds the ball too much and doesn't distribute it as well as Mbappe does. Um, I feel like the team just plays better when Mbappe is the, the main guy, the middle, middle, you know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. it shows, man. I mean, this guy, this kid's unstoppable, man. That first goal was beautiful. And then that last goal was a screamer, absolute screamer. And uh, uh, just a, a good way to put the nail on the coffin for Barca. So, unfortunately, yeah, it is. looks like it's the end of the road for Barca, though. And what do you think about, you know, these Barcelona fans saying there's going to be a remontada part two? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I honestly think that that's all there is. They're, they're just fans and they're, and they're being hopeful. But, I mean, you're, you're being way too optimistic. Um, when you're Good for being, them. I mean, when, you, when you're losing at home that bad and you're having a young kid scoring you like that, you know, and the only goal that you were able to actually make at home was coming from a penalty. Uh, that was a little harsh. <laughs> the young trip himself. No, no, they, it, it was it was actual it was an actual penalty. Um, I mean, but it wasn't. I mean, if that was the best thing you could do when you had fifty over fifty percent of the ball, um, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what's the point of you holding on to the ball for if you're not doing anything with it? That's true. Well, that's the that's thing, true. man. That's the thing that 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 I saw that PSG came in and took the ball away from Barca. They not just took the ball; they dominated them, man. Like I haven't seen, you know, a team do it in a long time. Well, actually, I can't say in a long time. Who hasn't been doing it, especially in the Champions League? We've been getting our ass kicked these past what four or five years now in the Champions League by large margins. You know, so it's uh. It's a, it, to me, it wasn't a surprise that this was going to happen. I figured it was going to happen just because PSG has such a stacked squad. I mean, they don't even need Neymar, honestly. And Mbappé just ran through those dudes. Like, they were nothing. He's 22. Come on. You got – Goldman is stupid for putting in Piquet, who's just coming off injury, having just having just uh, come back to, to first-team training, you know? Sergio Death, another one, the one had, he had just come back from injury, coming just coming back to training. And you put those two? What are you thinking? That's what I keep saying. I don't know I who mean, gave. I, mean, I don't yeah, know who you gave. You do anything else at that point, bro. I mean, like, you know, when, when you're going up, uh, up against a team like uh, PSG, man, you want to put your best lineup out there. And, and even though these guys are just coming back from injury, I mean, PK is the, the, the veteranship should help a little bit. 
Yeah, he, man, but but he's already slow to he's already slow to start with, and he's getting old. He, he's not getting any younger. He's already old. Yeah, you saw what Mbappe did. Do. You see what he did to him? Come on, man! No, and not just to him. The whole defense, you know, the whole team. He was just running circles around them. I mean, the you know the guy's freaking quick. He's young. You know, he's uh he's hungry. He's a star. Henry, let me stop you right there. The crazy thing is, you take out Sergio Des. That's basically the same back four since Roma. Yeah, I know they don't learn, <laughs> they don't learn from their from their mistakes. Exactly. They don't want to learn or what it is. You gave me that's what I'm telling you. For me, Coleman isn't a, isn't the trainer for Barca. You know, I mean, how are you gonna keep with the same freaking defensive lineup from the past couple of years if they get in their ass kicked and we get knocked out by huge margins in the Champions League? Are you not watching the games that I've watched? Or I don't understand. I rather would have put Umtiti in there who had been coming from playing. I would have rather him play, you know, or Minguesa, the little kid, you know. But no, man, this guy doesn't take take the risk. You know, you you already know you're gonna probably get your ass kicked because it's 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 PSG that they're stacked. So why not take a risk and put in a different type of lineup, man? Take a risk, put in Minguesa, put in Ricky Pooch. Why you put in Tinka? Why you put in Dembele? He's playing like shit, you know. He doesn't take the risk. And that, that's what I mean. Like you already know you're gonna you're gonna probably lose. Fuck it. Go out there and, and put those guys in there. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, nah, I'm not gonna lie. You know, Henry, uh, you know one of the things that I've been noticing about Barcelona, um, I don't know if you see the same thing I see, but I see a lot of confusion because there's a lot of there's not that many uh veterans on the team, but the ones that are veterans, they wanna continue playing. Uh, actual Barcelona football, but the new guy used to a different type of football. So there's a big com- confusion there, and I don't think it's you know that that manager is not the actual person to bring both footballs together. And I think that is the biggest issue that Barcelona has right now. Um, like I don't know if you heard any of the news that was going on with Piquet going off on on his own players was because he was frustrated because he's used to playing, you know, together, you know, a one-two touch back and forth, like, you know, back in the day. And these these new youngsters, they're not nowhere near that. Well, that's the problem, man. That's the, that's the thing, that Barca in the last, I don't know, five, six years has been going away from their style, which is tiki-taka, possession of football. And they've gone away from that. They've gotten managers that don't even have, don't even implement that style. You get me? And it's shown in their track record. They don't implement that style. And so in the past couple of years, we've seen that they've gone away from, the, from their philosophy. And it shows on the field because of going away from their philosophy. Now they're starting to lose. And it's a pattern of, of not just losing, but getting your, your, your ass handed to you. You know, so I can understand, okay, PK wanting his yelling agreement. Great. You know, that, that shows that he has character. Okay, cool. But the problem is, you guys don't longer play that football. You don't have a manager. You don't have a system that implements that, you know. So until they get their style back, nothing's going to change there. It's just going to keep being the same thing. And that's why these new kids, they're coming in and they don't even know they, they, they don't even know how to play that possession of football because there's, no, there's not a manager that implements that type of football. So how are they ever going to learn the, the philosophy and the style of Barca? They're, they're not because it's not implemented. Right. And then I also think that because – because is, is you know screaming at the rest of his squad. That's the reason why I honestly don't think that there's going to be a remontada, because there's you can't win when you're beating yourself up and then having conflict within the squad. 
it's already beating themselves up. Well, I can understand the the being frustrated and yelling and and whatnot because he's seeing how his team is getting just dominated. But they weren't they weren't they weren't losing. No, I know, but he saw yet. but he saw what was coming already. Even with the one one, you could see it already that that they that they were losing possession. They didn't have possession. But it's like I said, what what does he expect when that style is no longer implemented in the team? You get me? So he, I mean, how how, how is he yelling out that? You know, let's keep, you know, the possession. It's like, brother, you, you, you don't even play that style anymore. You've gone away from that style. And you're ju- are you guys just realizing it? Or have you guys not been seeing that in the last couple of years haven't been, you haven't been playing that style? And it's why you've been losing so fucking much and so badly. So it, it's it's frustrating. You know, I, I, I'm great. He's, he's a great leader to be out there and yelling and trying to, trying to you know, give the, the team levels. But you don't, you're not playing your style. You don't play your style anymore. How are you to expect to have possession when you don't even play your style anymore? Ruben, thoughts? Or is it an end of an era for Piqué and Messi altogether? It's an end of an era for, for Piqué, Busquets, Jordi Alba, uh, all these other, all these old guys, Messi even, too. Messi wanted to leave. They should have let him go. I was I was in a, I was in agreement when they got beat by Byron A2 that if, if, if Messi's time has come, for him to go. Even Piqué said it after, the, after they lost A2. He said it right as soon as the game the game ended. They interviewed him. He said, "If it if it's time for me to take a step aside, then I will. For new blood to come in, then I will." But they did the the the, the club didn't do that. They didn't do any type of renovation to the club. Nothing, and that's because the, the club isn't being run well. It's obvious they don't even the the the, the old uh, president fucked it all up, and, and and they don't even have a president right now. They could have had one in De- since December, but look, the corruption that's in Barca has pushed that back to to till until next month. So we'll see, you know. But right now it's. It's not just a, a, the, the the team is, is struggling. It's a whole. It's an institutional problem that Barca has. It's not just a team problem. It's an institutional problem. You know, from the top all the way to the bottom, they are just a, a club that is in ruins at the moment. Before you go on, Henry or Michael, I gotta ask the question to Ruben. What's should be, should Pique retire from Barcelona? Yeah, man, in general. You know, honestly, uh, I think it's time. I think it's time, and not just for Pique. I think Busquets is on his way out too. I think he's done. Jordi Alba, all these guys, man, uh, and they just need to invest in uh, their youth academy and bring in some players that kind of have a general idea of that tiki taka football, that style that that Barca is you know famous for. Because uh, I mean, the thing is, honestly, to to me, is uh, I see like problems in the midfield where. Back in the day, you know, you got, you know, Busquets was on that, but, you know, you got Iniesta and Xavi, and you just dominated that midfield, and you dominated the whole game through the midfield, and they just don't have the players to do that anymore. Busquets ain't it no more. Uh, Frankie de Jong does show glimpses of talent, uh, but Pjanic, uh, you know, he's not really fulfilling his, his uh, his his like, the, the standards, he, you know, that were set for him and stuff like that. You know, they lost a guy like Arthur Melo. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's the whole thing, man. They got to... They gotta revamp the whole the whole team, the whole club, uh, you know, all the way from the from the president all the way down to to, to developing uh, uh, like you know the developing cl- uh, coaches uh, in the youth academy stuff because it's you, you guys are like getting further and further away from your system. And, uh, the problem, now, before, the, the problem um, is the problem is when they do have the ball, they don't know what to do with it. If you've noticed, whenever Barca get the ball, they don't know what to do with it anymore. What do they do? Let's just pass it to Messi. Uh, just pass it to the side. They don't know what to do with the ball. You know that's the problem, and that's where where I'm saying that they've they've gone away from from players like 
they had one side, and I know, and I know that Chavi and, and Iniesta are one, one and one of a kind. They're not going to be repeated, but I know that that if they had a coach that and, and a good system that that can implement their style, there could there's players at the team in the youth academy that that can can play in that style. But they they don't they haven't done that in in years, you know, and that's where the decline in Barca has come. What I want to ask you guys is and. This is the big question. After this loss against PSG, and people have actually said that this is probably the worst PSG team in a couple years. The worst PSG team? Who's yeah. That? So I don't uh, know about that. It's, man. Instagram <laughs> fans. <laughs> you see Mbappé, Mbappé, and that's without even having freaking uh, Di Maria and Neymar. Which honestly, I don't think Neymar would. I mean, maybe he would have made a difference. Maybe PSG needed. Maybe they don't. I think they already have their 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 star just with Mbappé by himself. I mean, look at him. Right, they didn't, they but didn't, for me, they didn't miss Neymar. My point is, after losing to PSG, is that it for Messi? Is he is that is that the end of his time at Barcelona? Oh, without a doubt. I think we all knew that. I think it doesn't come as a shock uh, the way this season's going for Barca, considering how uh, all the bad blood towards the end of the last season and everything. Like, I think, I think, yeah, man, his time's done, and and uh, I think Barca knows that, and uh, I think everyone's. Just looking. This is basically a fair uh, farewell tour for for Messi. Uh, it's not going very well, but uh, I mean, yeah, this is his last time. Last time here in Barcelona, man, in, that, in those colors, in that blau grana. Well, I want I want to ask you guys one thing um, before we move on from here: is who do you rather see go first, Messi or the manager, Coleman? The manager, oh, of course, Coleman. <laughs> the manager, any 100%. day. One hundred percent. I mean, I think, I think honestly, uh, I think Messi, and not necessarily in the sense that oh, Coleman's better or something, but just because I, Messi's done all he could for this club already, you know, and it's not, it's not going the way it should, and and and, and he's not enough to take them to the final uh, of the of the Champions League every year, you know what I mean? Uh, I think he deserves to go somewhere else. He deserves to be winning. And uh, I think that's going to be the coolest thing about this summer. Is the, the most exciting thing about this summer is see, seeing where Messi's going to go, seeing where Messi's going to go, and following him because he is a great, he's a legend, and uh, he he deserves to be on a winning team and being and playing in Champions League finals. So I think he, I think I'm more and the potential and the potential team he might go to is PSG. <laughs> yeah. They have said that he's linked there. So fuck it, do it. I mean, lot. take Neymar yeah. back to Barca, bro, or Mbappe. I don't know. <laughs> But, it, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we can all agree that this is the end for Lionel Messi's time at Barcelona. Uh, some people, I think even uh, Barcelona legend Rivaldo has said that is the last time you'll ever see Messi play in the Champions League at home for Barcelona. And I think if, if Rivaldo's saying it, then I'm pretty sure we're all thinking it. And, unfortunately, this is, you know, Messi's time – the end at Barcelona, nothing much you can do there, and it's just very frustrating and not not a good look. I think I am going to agree with you guys. There is no remontada part two. It's not going to happen. Different team back then, different mentality as well, different coach. Everything was different, but unfortunately, it's not going to happen, and I mean, I guess you could say for the next leg for Barcelona is I Try to win, and I guess one zero, <laughs> but it ain't gonna happen. Unfortunately, this is it, and we'll see what happens in the near future. But we're gonna move on 
to another match that happened. Pretty another shocker, actually. This is I would consider this a shocker. Uh, FC Porto versus Juventus. FC Porto beat Juventus two one, and I gotta say, man, pretty disappointing. The way uh, Juve started, they conceded in the first two minutes of the game. In the first half, and then the first minute of the second half, they really started off very poorly. Luckily, they got that way goal with Chiesa scoring the 82nd minute. But I mean, it was pretty disappointing. Ronaldo did not get on the score sheet. I think it was voted that Ronaldo was the worst player in that game. But the question I want to ask you guys is: After losing to FC Porto, should Juventus be worried about their push for the Champions League this season? Uh, I don't think so, man. I mean, it was a very poor game. I think Porto was definitely the better team this uh, leg. They're definitely the team that wanted it more. Uh, but you can never count uh, a team with Cristiano Ronaldo out, man. And, like, you know, I know you guys, uh, you know, ain't fans, but that's just that's just the truth. You know what I mean? And if he didn't show it this game, you know he's gonna come back harder the the next game just because that's just his mentality. You know, that's just how he 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 carries himself to a super high uh, uh, standard and. And, you know, it's, it just didn't work out this game. I think there was just terrible mistakes. Uh, first goal was a Bentacur mistake, passing it back to the keeper. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's just unfortunate, right. you know. And then and then the second goal, why Joe Chesney didn't have a great game. Uh, he, he had a few mistakes. Uh, you lost Chiellini. Uh, he had a lower leg uh, problems. Uh, turns out he's fine, actually. Uh, but, uh, but you know, he, he got out. He got subbed out in the 35th minute for Demiral. Uh, not exactly the, 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 the star player you want in that back line. You know what I mean, uh, and just I don't know. This Juve team just didn't have what it take took to 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 get to get a goal in and and take them past Porto. Uh, even though Rabiot tried to do his best uh, his best uh, Ronaldo impression with that uh, with that fucking bicycle kick, it didn't really work out. Uh, I don't know. He, <laughs> he's not he's not Mr. Champions League. Uh, but I mean, I'm not I'm not worried at all. I'll be worried. If 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 they uh if Juve keeps making silly mistakes like that early in the next leg, if they keep making mistakes like that, then yeah. But until then, I, I think Ronaldo can still, can still pull pull this out of the bag. Anybody else? Yeah, I think uh, Juve has uh, the advantage. Honestly, they had a very bad game. Porto played very well, um, but uh, I think Juve has the advantage because they did get an away goal. They are going to be playing the the second leg at home. Sorry, what happened? Uh, always plays well um, uh, in the Champions League. You know, they can't like Ruben said. You can't count Cristiano out. You know, he does. You know, come up in important matches. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Juve has the advantage. They, the luckily, like I said, they got that away goal, which is very important. It's a two-one. So you know, yeah, I, I can't count them out. They're at home. They have the advantage. And but I will say, Porto did totally spoil Ronaldo's. Uh, uh, Return home. Yeah, yeah, I mean they played well. I can't say they played good. I think, they, I think that's why they played better. They're like, that's ruined. That's yeah, ruined no, they, they played game. very well. They played very well. Um, I was actually surprised at how good. I thought Drew Austin was going to come in and get and get a good win, but um, no, they played really well. But not nah, like I said, I think uh, still Drew has the advantage. You, Michael? Uh, I think I honestly think that they should be fine. Um, they're, they're a big team. They're going back home 2-1. It's easy to redeem yourself at 2-1 versus 4-1 like other teams, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> they, they, it should be, they, they should be fine. Uh, that 2-1, um, I mean, they still got to come out, you know, hungry and strong because 
Porto is not going to let up. They're going to close up their 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 defense, and they're definitely not going to make it easy for Juventus. But Juventus should come out on top. But then again, who knows? There's always that team that can spoil um, great teams, you know, and and you never know. Yeah, me and me and Ruben were talking about on Saturday with Kevin that about dark horse teams, and we didn't even mention Porto. Could they potentially be one, Ruben? You know what? I will say, uh, their manager right now, uh, Conceição, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's got that like feisty, like fiery mentality, and he's kind of like put it into the team. Um, and and so that's why this team is fighting hard. You know, they're they're not scared. They're not they're not backing out from everybody. So I mean, I do consider them like a like a, a good team that could potentially upset uh, Juve, but not but not man. I mean, it's uh it's just too much, man. They're, they don't have they don't have the super stack lineup that every other team that's left in in the in the in the in the in the tournament has. I think they're like on paper they're like the weakest side of everyone. Yeah. So uh, and that and, and that's, that's with Pepe in there because they got so much heart. And, 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 you know, I mean, I think we would all like to see Porto in the Champions League final. That'd be crazy. But uh, it's just not going to happen, man, unfortunately. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't think, I don't think though. And I'm, I don't think they're necessarily a dark horse. Can they give problems to, to Juve? Possibly, but I don't think they're a dark horse, man. I mean, I'm looking at their team right now, and they have uh, Pepe in there, you know, former Real Madrid defender. They have the that striker. Uh, I can't say his name right. Mariega, he's pretty good. Uh, Grucic for a uh, Liverpool player who's on loan there. Uh, Jao Mareo and Felipe Anderson, and it, I mean they don't have a bad side, but yeah, I'm gonna agree with you guys. It's I don't think Porto will get through. I just think if Juventus next leg win one zero, they go through. And I think that's all they need, just one goal. That's it. And that'll, that'll be it. But the question I, I really want to ask you guys, if Juventus do get knocked out by Porto somehow, should Pirlo get questioned on his job? I mean, should he get sacked? Because I guess you could say that's pretty embarrassing because you look at this first leg, he did not start Morata. Uh, he did take off uh, Weston McKinney for uh, Aaron Ramsey. I mean, do you think that's just him being inexperienced, or would you say if he does get knocked out by Porto, that's it? I mean, if he gets knocked out by Porto, I will say his time there is done. Uh, but to just blatantly say, like, oh, it's his fault and he, he's the problem is definitely not true at all. I mean, yeah, like, as an inexperienced manager, what do you think was going to happen? What do you expect was happening? The only reason they got as far as they did is because they have a super stack team. They have Cristiano Ronaldo, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and a lot of this team has kind of been together for, like, the past, like, five years winning uh, the City A together, you know what I mean? Uh, but as far as, like, actually making adjustments, I think right now Pirlo's kind of more just like a player's coach and, like, oh, everybody do your thing. You guys know what you're good at. And he just lets them play. But I don't know if he actually comes back with adjustments because it didn't really seem like it in, uh, in, in yesterday's game. Yeah, I mean – I guess he could, you could say he could come into question, but I mean it's like like you said, it's his inexperience. Um, but uh, I don't think uh, that they, they'll necessarily sack him if he loses, um, just because you know it is his first season. Um, 
but you know, I think, but at the same time, you know, I feel like he, just like many other uh, new generation of coaches, are making the mistake of taking on, you know, big these big clubs with no experience. You know, you know, Frank Lampard is one of them. Uh, Mikel Arteta is another one. They're taking on these big clubs when they have no experience. Uh, for me, they, they guys like these, uh, these new generation of, of managers should be, you know, taking on smaller clubs, you know, getting their feet wet, expanding, you know, the, their ideas without having the pressure of, of, of uh, you know, winning, you know, uh, big trophies. Um, but with Juve, it's a bit different because, like Ruben said, they are such a stacked team. And they have been together for many years, winning uh, trophies, obviously, with the Serie A. Um, so I think uh, it, it, for Pirlo, it's a bit different. Um, I think he could, uh, he probably won't be sacked if they uh, if they get knocked out. I think I think he should be fine. Michael, your thoughts? Well, to be honest with you, I honestly think that I mean, maybe we are speaking too much as as fans and not so much as, you know, critics of the whole team. Mm. Why aren't we criticizing Ronaldo? I didn't see him show up. I didn't know he, if he was on the roster, matter of fact, that game. Um, I didn't really see him there. And then your whole entire defense gets a, a yellow card, you know, when they're all painted yellow. That's a problem. That's not, the, that's not Pirlo's fault. You know what I mean? Pirlo... He puts the players, right? They're the professionals. They're the ones that are, you, you guys have been saying it, they're stacked, right? So if they're stacked, why aren't they, why aren't they, you know, squashing the little guy, right? I didn't see much from, from Juve at all. To be honest with you, I saw um, Porto taking the, the game to Juve. Juve was, was too comfortable with the ball. And, and Porto was on every single player. Every time they lost the ball, they were on them. I don't know if maybe we were looking at, at it differently, but that's what I saw. Um, I understand that his job could come in question, but if you put him in question, why aren't we putting Ronaldo in question? It's his first season there too, right? Yeah, for sure. No, I agree, man. I think you're right in that where the team did bad. But I think we just live right. in a time where, like, Top, well, top the clubs, doing, if the, the manager the doesn't perform, if, doesn't if the get the results, they get out like booted in a year. Like that's just the way that's the, the way things are now. Yeah, you can't sack twenty-two players. Right, but you know, as a as a person that has followed a team right for a very long time, when they had bad seasons, they saw you know the manager, but they gave him the opportunity and turned it around and became one of the best. Uh, managers that we know of. Yeah. You know. Talking so about Sir Alex also, Ferguson, right? Right. Yeah. So there is also an opportunity that this might be for him to get his feet wet. Like, you know, Henry said, you know, maybe maybe it's too big of a team. But if you remove him, the players should be fine as it is because they're professionals. For sure. You know, and I honestly, I was kind of disgusted. I'm not a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan, but I – I do expect more from him, maybe because who he is, you know. Mr. Champion. Right. Or or it could be that he's coming to an end, too, you know. You know, he looked really frustrated. Yeah. And he didn't look like himself. Hey, man, well, they they defended him well, bro. 
They defended him well. They were like, we're going to have to. They defended him well, and they are just like, if anybody's going to beat us on this team, I'll tell you, it's not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. It's going to be right. everybody, anybody else except Cristiano. And, uh, right. and you know, that's just something that, that, that he's going to overcome because you're right. He didn't. He was not seen at all the whole game. He was he was in somebody's back pocket, probably Pepe's. Well, all I saw, all I saw Cristiano do was hug Pepe at the beginning of the game. That was pretty much it. Best bud, bro. I didn't even see him do anything. Best bud. <laughs> exactly. I bet fucking Cristiano Ronaldo talks to him after the game. Like, no, my What the fuck? You didn't even need any space, bro. You let me slip one in, dog. <laughs> but 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 Pilo, Pilo's whole entire defense did get painted yellow, though. All of them so didn't that, get a yellow card. All of them. Uh-huh. He is right. So yeah, all that of is something, Right. So that is something right there to – to question the players, why are you playing so sloppy to where you're you're painting yellow? Frank's talking to me does... also that Delit got the start uh, when Chiellini got out. Then then Mirado went in instead of Bonucci. Uh, I, I think uh, you know the, I think the, the the game plan could have been a little better and the players could have performed a little better overall. I think Porto just took advantage of of all the mistakes and. Uh, and they showed that they I wanted think all them. around Juve just was just was bad um, coaching to the players. It was just a bad, very bad result for them. A very bad game all all around. You know, they just uh, they they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. They for weren't, sure, they we could all agree on that. And Porto just pounced. Yeah, we, I honestly think that we, if we're gonna put blame on one, we gonna put blame at all all and from manager to players. Doesn't matter how big of a star or how small. Or it could be the water boy. As long as you're on the team, you're being blamed for it. And that's the way I see it. Um, I understand that, you know, as a manager, you have a lot more weight on your shoulders. But that doesn't take away the weight that the players should carry also. Yep. Well, we'll have to see how they do in the next leg. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, Juve can pick this up. Heck, who knows? They, they might even smash them in the, in the next leg. We'll have to see. But... Yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But uh, the next game we're going to talk about, we're going to move on, and that is the RB Leipzig versus Liverpool game. Uh, Liverpool beat Leipzig 2-0, surprisingly. And I think we can all agree that we didn't expect much from Liverpool, especially the season they're having, the bad run they've been having recently. We did not expect them to beat RB Leipzig. I think some of us would agree that, we would have predicted the other way around that Leipzig would have beaten Liverpool 2-0. Uh, just quick, your quick thoughts on this, you guys. Uh, are, were you impressed by Liverpool? Do, were you surprised in any way that they beat Leipzig? Um, dude, I actually was a little surprised. Uh, and to be honest, uh, I'm more surprised that it was a clean sheet for Liverpool. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing, considering they had that back line again with Henderson and then the other guy, uh, Kabak. Uh, but really, it was more about, I think, Leipzig just shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, both goals coming off mistakes. The first one off Sabitzer and the next one off Umpecano. Uh, it was actually uh, uh, Mukiereli who made the mistake. Oh, really? Upamecano, yeah, Upamecano was close to chasing Mane down. <laughs> oh, I thought he was the one that went in for the tackle. Okay. <laughs> no, that was... well, either way, both coming off super, uh, uh, super bad mistakes, man. Poor areas. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, with, with you know, Salah, Mane, uh, Pignino, like, obviously they were going to take advantage of that and, and get those goals. And, uh, I mean, although, like, the game was pretty even possession-wise and everything, uh, 
Leipzig was just super inaccurate with their shooting today. I think only one of them, one of those shots was really on target or could have been a goal, could have gone in. Uh, all the other ones, they were taken care of uh, pretty well, which is pretty crazy considering the game started uh, pretty even, pretty aggressive. Both teams came out to fight, it seemed like. And then uh, just the second half, man, just this uh, this Liverpool team just took advantage of the mistakes. And, and got yeah, I, was a little surprised that, I was a little surprised that they actually uh, they got the result. Obviously, Liverpool have been coming off a bad run and to be away – to play away against the uh, against Red Bull, you know, obviously they're a really good team. Um, but yeah, like like Ruben said, they were pretty even in the in the first half, and then uh, just you know those stupid uh, childish mistakes that they they made, not reading the game, and and to make that dumb pass, man, and and you cannot give those types of chances to Salah because he will freaking down you. And you saw, man, he took advantage quick. He's a quick he's a quick guy. In a second, he'll, he'll score a goal on you. So I mean that was just a that was just very bad, um, very bad play from uh, Red Bull. You know I mean, honestly I don't I don't feel like uh, Liverpool did too much, but uh, it was more for me that 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 Red Bull just you know made those defensive defensive mistakes and and Liverpool not like they played in a spectacular manner. It was just for me it was uh, Red Bull's mistakes. Michael, your thoughts? You know what I was actually. Uh... I'm not too surprised that they won, and I and I can tell you why from my perspective, is because so they already they already know they're not going anywhere in the English Premier League, so now their main focus is just this. So if you look at it, they could just start dropping more games or not putting so much effort in the English Premier League and focus on this. And a lot of teams when they go onto the pitch when the team is not doing so well in their own league. They think they have an advantage and they, um, you know, they get discriminated on the pitch. And then this is the results. When you start making sloppy mistakes, thinking, oh, this team is, is coming out of a slump. And to be honest with you, it could just, you know, it just, could be just strategy that they're playing that way. Yeah, no, you're so, actually right on that. Uh, Liverpool, right now, they're not at the moment. They're not in the top four in the Premier League. Right now, they are sixth place, just three points ahead of their rivals, Everton, and two points behind Chelsea and West Ham. And you're probably right. They are the, the only thing they can do. They're out of the FA Cup. They're, they're not in the League Cup. The only thing they could realistically win is the Champions League. And whether that will happen or not, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, they've done it before. I don't know if you guys remember when they went against AC Milan that they did that fantastic comeback in the final 3-3 and they managed to win it on penalties. That, I heard from what I see as well, that wasn't their greatest side. That Liverpool side that won that Champions League against Milan, you compare the two, you would have said, well, that should be, that should, that, t- that AC Milan team should steamroll uh, that Liverpool side. I mean, they had Nesta, Maldini, Crespo, Shevchenko, Pirlo. I mean, it was just – they should have steamrolled them, but could they win it this season? I have no idea. We will have to see, but it's a wonderful result for Liverpool uh, that brings their confidence up. They they have three – they have not won three games in a row in the Premier League, and we will have to see how they would do in the Champions League. But this is a wonderful result with them. They did not concede a goal, and they, they go back to Anfield with two away goals. So – We'll have to see, but we're going to move on to the last match in the UEFA Champions League, and this one, 
I guess you guys could consider it a classic Champions League match. Sevilla versus Dortmund. This match ended 3-2 to Dortmund with Holland scoring a brace in this game, which still keeps him as the top goal scorer in the Champions League. And what I wanted to tell you guys is there is a quote that after the game, Holland was interviewed. He, and I'm quoting him, he said that he thanks Mbappe for motivating him for scoring three goals against Barcelona because that motivated him to score two goals against Sevilla, which people are just talking about. People are just saying this is the, the next rivalry. This is, you know, it won't be as big as Messi or Ronaldo, but it's the next best thing we got. Ruben, your thoughts on the game? Uh, man, pretty exciting game, dude. Uh, Holland, man, basically won that game in the first half with that brace. Uh, Dahoud had a great uh, goal, man. Yeah, great goal. Cut, cut it back in, pick out that top corner, dude. It, it, it was beautiful. It was a great goal. And uh, yeah, Sevilla was hungry, man. They they fought, they fought. I think there was a ton of yellow cards in this game too. I believe. Uh, yeah, there actually were. Yeah, a ton of yellow yeah. cards. So it was they were they were battling it out, man. But. But I mean Holland, man, that that kid's just amazing. And you know what? It could be, it could be that this is the next rivalry, man. I mean, I, I see it, I see it. Holland is unstoppable, man. You know what? I was watching the game, I was watching the highlights, and dude, th- I feel like Holland got bigger or something. Like he just looks like like his presence is more known now when he's when he's up when he's up up in that box, bro. Like he's he's just threat every every time he gets the ball in that box. So uh yeah, man, Dorman, Dorman could uh, might be a sleeper, man. If Holland keeps keeps going the way he does. Uh, they they could do something in this Champions League, bro. Yeah, it was a, it was a Henry. good game, man. Um, obviously, Sevilla getting the uh the the first the first goal in early um with Suso obviously doing that beautiful dummy on on Jaden Sancho, um scoring a, a really good goal. But then after that, man, it just uh Holland, man, getting an assist, taking on a couple of players. I, I think he even nutmegged one of them to get that assist on uh I'm a botch's name Doa. Dahoud, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Dahoud scoring that freaking banger outside the box. Um, yeah, man, he was just uh, on fire, Holland, man. He's, uh, you know, I saw, I saw him. Um, I think over, I think about a week or two ago. Um, and yeah, man, he's just showing that uh, he is a, a top goal scorer, man. He is a world class. He's, he's gonna be world class. He he looks to me like a young Ypra. You know, he's just running all over the place. He's big he's strong he can take people he looks like a young heeper to me um so yeah man it's uh like you guys said it, it looks like it could be the next good uh, great rivalry between uh mbappe and uh holland on uh, depending on what what teams they end up in um but you know what at the same time i'm looking is this like is is this a decline in spanish football another spanish team getting defeated at home is there, is there a decline in Spanish football? Like, what's going on, you know? I, I'm i going to tell you this. Even though Dortmund won, I still believe that Sevilla is going to go through Dortmund. Because Dortmund, they're good at scoring, and that's mostly due to Holland. But the one problem they always have is defending. They're like that Brendan Rodgers Liverpool side. They can outscore anybody, but the problem with that is they concede a lot of goals, and they're not doing. And Dorman aren't doing so high in the Bundesliga, so I think Sevilla still have a chance of going through Dortmund. And 
I mean, that will answer your question right there. I think Dover will be fine. I think they'll win it, man. Especially they they have a, you know, they they scored three away goals and then uh, they're going to be playing at home. I know they haven't been playing well in the the, the Bundesliga, but I I guess you could put them in the same situation as Liverpool. I mean, they they have nothing to play for in the Bundesliga. Might as well put all your chips in in, in the Champions League. So, you know, I I think that's what they're going to end up doing, just putting all their chips in the Champions League and and going for it, you know. I, I think they could end up being a dark horse. I mean, it depends if they get through Sevilla, and it depends who they get next. But Michael, your your thoughts on on the game? You know what I I honestly thought the game was really good. That's my type of game where it goes back and forth, and they keep you on the edge of your seat. You know, um, to be honest with you, I honestly thought once Dortmund took that three one, I thought it was game over. But Sevilla kept pushing and kept bringing it to them, which lets you know that the game is not over. Um, I understand that they they have that uh, visitors goal as an advantage, but that doesn't mean anything when you let them score again when you already have a three one. You should have uh, closed in the back and should have beat them three one. Um, but it it was a, a phenomenal game to be honest with you. Yeah, and we'll we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, are you guys? What do you guys think about? So Henry says Dortmund's going through. I believe Sevilla's going to go through. Ruben, do you, who do you believe is going to go through to the next round? And, uh, it's kind of like close, bro. It's kind of close, too close to call. But, I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like those two Holland goals came to him pretty easy, man. And if, if we could do that in this first game, you could easily do it in the next. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and choose Dortmund to go through. You, Michael, who do you believe is going to go through to the next round? Uh, you know what? I honestly think uh, Sevilla still has a lot more. And although they're going to be away on the next leg, that shouldn't matter. I think they're just going to have to bring it a little harder um, and just close in the back. Um, I know that they can do it. Um, I don't think that uh, the Spanish league is quite giving up just yet. I mean, they still have four uh, teams on there. That should be pretty good up there. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. But everyone, that will actually conclude today's UEFA Champions League review. Some exciting results happening in this first week. Back in the Champions League. Some upsets from certain teams. But that's how the Champions League is. And next week, it's going to be even more exciting. Because the next Tuesday, we have Atletico versus Chelsea. We have Lazio versus Bayern. And then next Wednesday, we have Atalanta versus Real Madrid. And we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. And those are going to be some exciting games. I'm just going to quickly say to you guys right now, between Atletico and Chelsea, who's going through? Quickly now, quickly. Atletico. 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 I'm saying Chelsea. I'm saying it right now. And I, I like Thomas Tuchel. I like what he's doing, bro. I just think it's gonna be close. I, I think, think I gonna... think too. He's nah, a little I, too young in his in his, in yeah, his uh, Chelsea reign. Place, I think he's bro. still a little too young in his Chelsea reign, and Atletico's already a well-oiled machine with Diego Simeone. So I think their experience will end up will end up getting them through. Lazio. You also remember, remember, Atletico has a great lead in the Spanish league, which they can rest a lot of their players exactly for these games. Exactly, have the advantage. So that's why I think Atletico should have it in the bag, at least to, through Chelsea. 
Well, if you guys don't know, Atletico actually drew against Levante in their game in hand, and it's actually opened up just a little in that Liga title race. But we'll have to see uh, how it... I mean, I don't know what little is. I mean, that is still nine points of difference. Or actually more, it's... I think it's uh, actually it's, six points. <laughs> yes, it's six points. You're right. Uh, but With the way you know, Barca and Madrid are playing right now, that... it's, it's six points is enough. All right. So that's six points with a game in hand for Atletico. Uh, that was their game in hand. They played their game in hand. <laughs> so now everyone's on. Everyone's played the same amount of games now. But we're gonna move on. Lazio versus Bayern. Who's going through? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Is that Bayern, a, come on, man. <laughs> come on. That one's that really easy. <laughs> Bayern. All right. All right. Atalanta versus Real. But I think Real will go through. Ooh. <laughs> I think Real will go through. Ruben? I think Atalanta will give. I think Atalanta will give him a good fight. But Michael, uh, at the end of the day, I think Real will go through. I think yeah. the coin is spinning in the air, and we'll catch <laughs> it at the end and find out who it is. But it's fifty-fifty to me. But and the last one, Borussia Mönchengladbach City, versus City. Who's going through? City. Uh, I'm going to say I'm glad about Of course. Would. <laughs> of course. You're so scared of freaking Guardiola, bro. Man. My God, dude. You, I can't believe you can't admit the guy's a good coach. Of Guardiola, this bro. So well. Like, come on, dude. Bro, I know you, hey, I know you, know you go what? for United hey, bro, and everything. Hey, first of all, you need to relax. Dude, you need to relax, I know, bro, I know, I know you freaking, like, now, bro. you're a United fan through and through. I get it. But, dude, you have to admit that, that Guardiola <laughs> is just freaking tearing the, the Premier with that team apart. Uh, I that, man. Oh my that. god! Oh, you guys got baby. the American money. You got the American money. You guys don't do shit with it. <laughs> you guys got the American money. You guys don't do shit with it. Hey, ruin, ruin, ruin. Ruin, It's okay. It, they're just they're they're still hurting from that four one. You know what I mean? The the cut's still fresh. Dude, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting, I'm hurting from okay. the past six you know, years of this fucking club. Doesn't mean I'm gonna start supporting it, but I've been hurting for this this team for six years. It doesn't come to a surprise to me that they were gonna lose. I'm not hurt about that, but I'm just saying, dude. What? Because I give props to teams that are actually doing well, that are run well. No, because they run well. My team isn't isn't run well. I know how to criticize my team. No, dude, because they're being run. They're a well-run team. They're a well-run team. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Don't, don't, all right, all right, me. All right, they're a well-run team. I'm gonna tell you. Here, hold on. Let me. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. No, I don't want to hear. City's a well-run team. What you're gonna say, bro? Atletico's a well-run team. Oh, they're well-run now, dude. Dude, even Tottenham is a better-run team than freaking Barca. I accept the realities of my club and know that they're not gonna win shit. And oh, yeah. that, exactly, I accept the realities of my team. Unlike other people that say they still have a chance to win the league, a la Real Madrid, Mr. Uh, uh, Rueng. <laughs> we have a game in hand, too. So we're in the same boat. Okay. No, but I know. Really I know. Do it, we're in the dude. So we're in the same boat, but I know right that we're not gonna win the league. Yes, we are. Bro, we're, we're in not the same, in the same boat, boat, and I know we're, we're at least I know boat. that we're not gonna win the Real league. Real Madrid's having a bad season. You guys and Barcelona. Dude, we've been a having that, I, I but I accept did, that. I accept that. But you guys still think you guys still live in this fantasy world where you think that you guys are gonna 
win the league over Atletico. And it's not it's not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, bro, you, you accept that you accept that you switch teams, bro. You accept that No, I'm loyal to my team. I'm loyal to my team, but what do you know about loyalty? You support two teams and you're talking about loyalty? Shut up. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I Get the hell out of here. And I give props to who needs it. Um, I mean, City's doing good right now, but doesn't. No, I'm not saying that. Last year, so it it it, it it's it's a it's hey, a man, up, and, like... up and down game. I mean, they're they, this season they're doing great, but are they going to be great enough to be fire to be That's, Atletico? That will have to, to wait and see. No, because to me, to me, I don't care about you know Manchester United, right? Is is one great team, but they still have one over City, which they have La Orejona. They have the the champion. Oh yeah, they don't have a uh, city doesn't have one, and unless they unless they have one, I don't really care. To me, they're still irrelevant. They could have all the all the EPL. Uh, well, I mean, obviously I they still they still have something reason. to prove. Yeah. When, when when the big one. Hey uh, hey Henry hey Henry the big hey Henry one first, and then come mm-hmm. at me. Hey Henry, the city wins that. Dude, you know what? Just like, just like, just like Michael said, (laughs) I give props to those teams that are doing well. I'm giving props to those teams, and you know what? Honestly, I give props to them, and and, and they just slapped my team in the face. Atletico just slapped my team in the face, and and it's pretty much laughing at them for for giving Luis Suarez to them for free. And look how look how well he's just beat Chichi right now. So it's like. I have to give props to them, man. It's it, it's the same thing. Like when they when the last time they won, they won the 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 league. That they that they that Barca gave David uh, Villa to Atletico Madrid for free. They gave it to him, and look what ended up happening. They won the league. You have to give them props, man. I'm giving them props. That's all it is. Doesn't mean I support them. I give them props when they play against us. I'm gonna go for us, obviously, whether or not my team is doing well. But I understand and I criticize my team and understand the realities of my team. I don't even know if you went for them this year, bro. I don't even know. I don't even I've know. Always, you dude, you know I'm always going for Barca. The Barca is my yeah, team. The, the better, the better, <laughs> the better question is if if United went against Madrid. I'm wondering who Ruben would support. But that's another question for another time. Yeah, sure you would. But that's another question for another time. But that's where we're going to end, everyone. That's it. Those are the games <laughs> that are coming up for next week. But a wonderful episode for Don't everyone. Don't get riled up, my friend. Don't get riled up now. Hope you guys really in- – I'm not right. I'm just trying to end this argument. <laughs> I'm trying to end the argument. But yeah, that's it. I, like, I would like to thank Henry for joining us today. Ruben nah, for joining nah. us no, today. No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, you're done. Hold on. And Michael, we'll special guest. Don't worry. Nah, we'll nah. It's so over. It's over. We'll have an episode where we'll discuss and we will have a debate on on, on Barca and Real and all the other teams that that Ruben and Kevin support, Juve included. Exactly. You guys support three? Yeah, sure you're not. But anyway, that's where we're going to end it. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Make sure to stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be back for another episode, everybody. Thank you. And everyone, that concludes another episode of the Tough Man Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this exciting and debatable episode. We would like to remind you again to refer to our Instagram account at the Tough Man Podcast. Other than that, stay safe and enjoy your weekend. And we hope to have you back in the next episode.